Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. Bonnie, we talked about it last week and the week before and the week before that. The tropics have been insanely quiet. Yes. And we were just waiting and waiting and waiting. And I don't know what happened this week, but somebody flipped the switch and all of a sudden, tropical mayhem is upon us. Yep. Finally. Right. <laughs> we've been, like we said, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And last week it was really quiet. We knew that maybe we'd have a couple tropical waves come off Africa, but it wasn't really a big deal. Well, lo and behold, all of a sudden popped off Tropical Storm Chantel. And we had been waiting for her forever. But she came and went. And Chantel, we barely felt like we know you. Yeah. That gift that you sent me, the little short video of her projected path, (laughs) (laughs) just spiraling out in the middle of the Atlantic doing nothing. If you get the chance, go to the National Hurricane website, nhc.noaa.gov, and you can go into their archive products and look at the tropical cyclone advisories. Go pull up the advisories for Chantel and then look at the uh, image archive that they do for each storm. And just watch the forecast cone. This thing moves up the East Coast seaboard and then it loops back around into itself and it makes a giant circle. And then it wants to come back toward the U.S. and then it eventually just rewraps itself and dissipates. But it was hilarious to watch when I saw that. I laughed really hard because I don't think I've ever seen that happen. Right. And it's kind of like. What's the point of even putting that out there? But I mean, I know there's like ships and stuff in the Atlantic, but it's just funny because it was just her doing nothing in the middle of the Atlantic. (laughs) Yep. She was just literally kicking it and, you know, she spun away. She kicked up some waves and that was great. But man, (laughs) you know, looked at it and just like, okay, well, hey, we finally wait for the sea storm and lo and behold, right on its tail, we have the D name storm. Tropical storm Dorian is out there. It is currently... Uh, like I said, a tropical storm, maximum sustained winds, 35 knots, 40 miles an hour. Central pressure is at 1,008 millibars. And this storm is in that classic path where we would expect to see storms that come off Africa and make their way toward the U.S. And, you know, it's getting ready to move toward the Lesser Antilles. It is forecast to arrive there sometime Monday night, maybe Tuesday morning. As a category one, right? Uh, as a, uh, let me look here. Let me see the updated one. It just updated here. So let me pull that up and look. Uh, it is scheduled to be, when it comes into the lesser until it still is a tropical storm. Oh, and okay. Here's the interesting thing. When we started talking about this storm yesterday, getting ready for the podcast, this had the storm as a hurricane coming through the lesser Antilles, making this move to the south of Puerto Rico, up through the Dominican Republic and Haiti as a hurricane. Well... 24-hour changes, and, man, the conditions have become rapidly unfavorable for sustained development and sustained organization. Uh, 
The Hurricane Center still says this thing will be a hurricane after it passes the Lesser Antilles once it gets into the Caribbean Sea uh, south of Puerto Rico. But as it gets closer to Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic, it is expected to weaken into a tropical storm and then into a depression by Friday. So we're looking at now a very quick lift storm, less than a week, uh, going from a tropical storm through the full process into a hurricane and then into a tropical depression as we get into Friday morning. Wow. Yeah. So it was great. We had this, hey, you know, we're going to have a hurricane and the way it's making its path, it looks like it could impact the U.S. at some point. Um, But now it's, you know. Well, these are just practice runs. Chantal, Dorian, they're just practice runs, you know, and so... We're, it's heating up. Like, this is prime time for hurricane season. So, right. there's still time. And this is not saying I want a major hurricane to strike anything. I'm just saying, but let's get a little action. Right. No, right. I, I, I'm right there with you. And you're right. There are some areas that are really still primed for organization and storm creation. There's an area that the National Hurricane Center is calling Disturbance 1. It's got a seventy percent chance of cyclone formation in the next forty-eight hours. So this would become the E storm, which E storm impacts before D. I'm still trying to wrap my mind around that. <laughs> it's not easy, but I'm still trying to wrap my mind around that. Right, this is going against everything we learned in grade school when it comes right. to the alphabet. Exactly. So they're just saying, hey, areas. This area, uh, the center is located three hundred fifty miles south of Cape Hatteras. Uh, North Carolina has become a little bit more well-defined. The associated showers and thunderstorm activity is poorly organized, but conditions do appear conducive for gradual development, and a tropical or subtropical cyclone is likely to form in the next few days while the system moves slowly northeastward well offshore of the southern, uh, southeastern United States. Interest along the coast of South North Carolina should continue to monitor the progress of the storm. The Air Force... Uh, Reserve Hurricane Hunter mission scheduled for this afternoon was canceled. So that's a new update. They were going to go in and look, but now they're saying it's canceled. However, another aircraft is scheduled to investigate the system on Monday if need be. Um, and so they're saying... How frustrating. Like, oh, if you right. were on that team to get to go fly out into hurricanes and disturbances and then it get canceled the day of, right? I'd be so annoyed. Oh, I, I would be too. And this system is forecast to literally just sit out right over the Gulf Stream. It's not going to come anywhere near the East Coast seaboard right now. And it'll probably just do what Chantel did, where it just goes out to sea. And if it forms into a storm, well, then so be it. But we had all these great areas of you know opportunity that we were looking at and just... It's quickly dying, and I feel really bad. See, and they popped up just as fast. It was like we went to bed and woke up, and there was like three or four areas, and now right. there's not. So, well, ugh. and, you know, those of us out here on the West Coast, you know, we're looking at, of course, storms in the Eastern Pacific, and we have Tropical Depression Evo, I-V-O, and he's just sitting off the, off the Baja Peninsula slowly making its way it's going to move less than i think 500 miles in the course of the next 24 hours just as a depression and then it will eventually dissipate but yeah the tropics were were cooking for a second there yesterday but uh we will see but i will say this and i know you'll agree with this it's a series of forecast model runs right that's how we're mm-hmm. that's how we're basing these forecasts yesterday i said we'd have a hurricane coming through 
you know, the Lesser Antilles and then getting close to the Bahamas, um, going through Hispaniola, all that stuff. And then today, you know, could be a tropical depression. Let's just wait and see. We're still kind of a week away from really being anything of concern to the United States. So let's just wait to see what happens because forecasts do change. Not saying that they will, but they do. So we just have to keep an eye on this. And that's true. And that's true. Like, don't get excited or disappointed for something that's five, six days out. Like, yeah, it's yeah. You you just have you have to wait. Well, I will say this. The real winner here in the downgraded forecast is the five folks from the state of Alaska, because I know they were placed on high alert yesterday when that hurricane forecast came out. I died when I saw that. And I just. <laughs> if, if you have no idea what Bonnie and I are laughing about or talking about, so um, it's on Twitter. I think we'll retweet it from the from the B squared weather the weather podcast page on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hurricane Center when they draw out these forecast cones, you know they use lines and bubbles and different shapes too you know, make this raw graphic. Well, apparently one of the graphics made it through the internet before it was officially finished. And they had a straight line that bisected the storm as the forecasting. And this thing cut through the entire United States and then headed into Alaska. <laughs> and so the joke was like, Oh my gosh, look, even Alaska has to be prepared. And Right. Worst case scenario for Alaska. It was, I mean, I died yesterday. It was so funny. Just so funny. Yeah. I was uh, at work DJing line dance practice and started busting up laughing. And people were like, what is so funny? I was like, I, it's a weather joke. I'll have to explain it. But, right. oh, man, that was, <laughs> it, it, it was it, honestly, it was fantastic. It was one of the funniest things I'd seen on Twitter, you know, weather-wise in a long time. And we'll retweet it later. Yes, yes we for will. For all y'all to enjoy. Uh, and, you know, speaking of all the fun. Bonnie, you guys had some storms finally. Yeah, yeah, finally. Um, I mean, I will say they didn't make it in as severe. They stayed severe up in far northern, northwest Oklahoma. And then as they made it to my part of Oklahoma, which is central Oklahoma, they weren't severe. But they're pretty strong. And we had a pretty good little line come through at about 4 or 5 o'clock this morning. And it just put down some good rain. The main thing with that was that it was a lot of lightning and the thunder was loud. It was a very, very, very loud storm. And the interesting thing is as it moved out of the area, it kind of started to dissipate and fall apart like pretty quickly, but it was still lightning. That's very interesting. Yeah. And so I was like, this is why when you hear thunder, you go inside because even though the storm is dying and has moved out of my area, there is still lightning above me. Right. And if you guys so. need any more reminders of that, look what happened yesterday at the PGA Championship at East Lake Golf Course in Georgia. Yeah. Lightning strikes a tree and what, for 11 or 14 people injured? Luckily, oh. nobody was killed. But man, you just, and I know that we have harped on that almost ad nauseum about. If you're out and about at a you know different place, you need to, by all means, please go indoors. Absolutely yeah. indoors. And it doesn't matter if it's raining or not. Like that's that's a big thing I hear all the time. It's not even raining. Why are they shutting down the sporting event or concert or whatever? Right. And it's not based on the rain. It's based on the lightning. And so, whatever people just don't get it. 
No, and it was, I, I just, it, it's hard to wrap my mind around that. You know, yeah. if if you know that there are thunderstorms in the area, and yes, I get it, they have evacuated the course and they were working on it, but still, it's like if you have weather that's coming, you have to be proactive and cancel it ahead of time. Yep. Last weekend, the IndyCar series is racing in, I want to say they were in Iowa, probably not right, doesn't matter. Anyways, they are as in it was in Pocono, so up in Pennsylvania. They had storms approaching, and once it got within, I think ten miles, they stopped the race because they had lightning detected. Yeah. And sure enough, eventually the storms made it through. Rain, thunder, lightning, called the race. Great, but you still gave time for people to leave and seek shelter. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. Well, and most events and most venues are supposed to have an emergency plan. Right. And it's supposed to get started when there's plenty of time to complete the plan, not, oh, the storm's on top of us. Now what do we do? Right. I just, you know, we talked about that storm. You know, we talked about um, Kevin Kiesler from the University of Oklahoma, how he's so big into event prep. And Mm -hmm. the interview that he did with the AMS on their podcast was talking, he talked about golf. The PGA Tour provides vehicles for the players and the caddies and the people walking the course for TV and scoreboards, but they don't for patrons, which again, I get, you can't put a hundred thousand people in a bunch of vans, Yeah, but you can put, you know, the stars in there. Right. And so it's just. You know, when I saw that yesterday, my heart just kind of went into my stomach. I was just like, oh, man. Yeah. You just you just can't. And that's not good. But back to thunderstorms. You guys finally have gotten some action, and it's not any by any stretch of the imagination over, which is good. You know, this week alone we saw tornado reports from Iowa, Colorado, Wyoming, New York, and Vermont. So it's definitely active. The Vermont mm-hmm. tornadoes were kind of, you know, <laughs> were kind of out there. Not sure Vermont has a lot of tornadoes, but hey. Right. I don't know how they coped with that, but good job, Vermont. Right. Welcome to the game. We appreciate you uh, you participating. Um, right. And the rest of the week looks good for you guys. I mean, you got stronger storms in the upper Midwest, the Great Lakes, and the Southern Plains. I know you guys are in a slight risk tomorrow, um, and some other areas close to you are in the enhanced area. So, um, yeah, second chase season is fully upon us. Yeah, it's kind of kicking off early, but I... I mean, I like it. The only issue I'm having is these storms, and we've had a couple of rounds of storms the past few days. It stormed in the middle of the night. I can't remember if it was Thursday or Friday, and I actually lost power for a little bit. It came right oh, back wow. on, but but it wasn't like a huge deal. But the problem is, is this rain is not curing the humidity. It's just making it steamier. And I'm like, that is what I hate. The rain is supposed to like clean out the air and make it feel fresh, and it's just, it's still humid. Right. Well, you know, it's just adding more fuel to the fire. All that potential energy is still there. That's true. That's Uh, true. By the way, did you see the photo that our good friend uh, Michael Armstrong from Coco TV retweeted this morning? No, I didn't see it. What was it? Uh, It's on our. It's on the Weather Podcast page on Twitter. We I did retweet it. Uh, It said, "Just north of Kingfisher, the sunrise lights up the storms moving south." It's a beautiful photo. I'll have to look at that. Yeah, it's really pretty. And they got the uh, Storm Team 5 logo in there. Perfect placement, as always. I'll have to look. Because they do. They put some good pictures up there. And we have good sunsets around here with all our cloud formations and stuff. Yes, you do. 
Uh, well, hey, just be glad that you guys have a working radar. Mine in the Portland area is down. Uh, our radar is undergoing the enhancement project, which I know Oklahoma City's radar is already undergone. But um, if you want to look at the time lapse of the radome being taken off the Portland radar, it's also on our Twitter page at Weather Podcast. Fun fact about the Portland radar, it's the only radome that is not painted white in the country. I was looking at that. I was like, why is it that color? What is that? It's green. So it blends Ooh. in with the trees. I kid you not. Wow. Yeah, we're that special here. Wow. Now, well, I, I, I mean, whatever. I don't know about you guys in Oklahoma, but do your cell phone towers look like trees? No. Okay. Um, in order to beautify, and yes, that is a real word that they've used, <laughs> to beautify our cell phone towers here in the Great Pacific Northwest, they are made to look like trees. Well... A for effort on that, I guess. Yeah, we're special. <laughs> no. No, we don't do that. Okay. Just just double checking. But we also don't have a lot of, like, forests and stuff and, you know. Yeah. I mean, we have trees, but it's not like that, like pretty forests and mountains and hills and all that, so. Yeah, it's just, um, yeah. It's almost as easy, yeah. <laughs> But we want we want everything to blend together. So yeah, uh, and occasionally, like if you go down to the desert southwest, some of their cell phone towers look like palm trees. <laughs> just really, really tall palm trees. They just want technology to be one with nature, I guess. That's, that's oh, what oh, it is. Apparently so. Apparently <laughs> so. Um, I know that you just said that it's extremely hot, and I know that you are tired of the heat. And, you know, the plains have been suffering. The eastern half of the U.S. is suffering. It's and listen, I love how everybody's saying, oh, my gosh, it's so hot. Guys, it's summer. This is what happens. (laughs) Yeah, but like we've discussed, there's no pleasing people. It's either too hot or too cold or too windy or, you know. Right. Well, that's just people. (laughs) Hey, it's time that I get involved in it, thankfully. Um, Temperatures (laughs) here and we'll get into the forecast in a minute. We're about to warm up, which is nice, but. Southern Oregon and Northern California have just been placed in an excessive heat watch. Um, NWS Medford sent this out just about an hour ago. And here's my favorite part of the watch. Temperatures. High temperatures from the upper 90s to around 108 are expected on Tuesday. Then just a few degrees lower on Wednesday. Overnight lows into Wednesday morning will be in the 60s, which will also be much higher than normal. Yes. Uh Yeah. Wow. So between 90 and 100 is excessive, but once you get over 100 into 100 to 108, it's warm. Here's the only difference between me and you, Bonnie. We will have very little humidity with it. We, yeah. And we've been having heat indexes around that, 110, 12. Right. And we've been dying. But we've been doing this for weeks, so I don't even want to hear any complaints from you having to deal with it for like two days. Well, which is hilarious because I am going to deal with it for three days, um, and we will Ooh. get it. And we'll, yeah, no, we'll get into that in the forecast here in a minute. But um, yeah, so my friends in Southern Oregon, Northern California, it's going to get really warm. Uh, there's a heat low that's going to uh, form in California, move up over the mountains, and it's just a lot of you know air compressing. And when air compresses in the summer, it heats up really quickly. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's going to be downright toasty in the Medford, Grants Pass area of Southern Oregon, up around Weed, California, 
uh, and into uh, the mountain areas around that. So Lake Shasta will be a very nice reprieve if you are in southern Oregon. That's where I would recommend heading for Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. Good luck with that. Let <laughs> me know how it goes. <laughs> will do. All right. Forecast-wise, what do you guys have coming up in OKC? Uh, tomorrow it'll be clear and really hot, like around 99, and then the rest of the week is upper 80s with – Decent storm chances for a majority of the week, so I don't know what tomorrow's random really hot day is, but whatever. I'm just ready for it to be done. We are at the end of August, last week of August. Here's where things start to change, and I'm glad. <laughs> I get that. So it's going to be 99 tomorrow. You guys are in the mm -hmm. slight risk for severe thunderstorms. So I'm guessing – let me look here. Let me just read through. Do, 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 do. Uh, anything back building in Oklahoma is expected as the front continues south during the evening. Their wind profiles will be weaker southwestern extent of Oklahoma. The thermodynamic environment with strong instability and steep lapse rates will support a risk for large hail and downburst winds. So, yeah, you're looking at a 30% chance wind and hail. So, okay, so all the energy from the heat is what's going to be popping your storms off tomorrow. Yeah. Nice. So good. That's awesome. Bring it on. Right. Yeah. Uh, you're in a 15% chance for total severe. That's Pretty not good. bad. Yeah, we'll take it. It's 30% up into Missouri, but hey, um, yeah, so the hot weather is going to trigger you guys off. That's good. We want hot weather. Um, out here in Oregon, it is warming up. We had a random little low come off the, <laughs> the ocean in the middle of the week and got some rain showers, which didn't last all that long, but it was a nice reprieve. Temperatures are going to finally start to heat up. We're going to hit 90 probably Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, and then it will drop down into the upper 80s. And when you look at the 14-day GFS uh, forecast, we literally are going to be doing a rinse and repeat 88 or 85 to 88 for highs, nothing but clear skies and lows between 50 and 55 for the next 12 days. Sounds nice. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Well, well, this is a turning point right here. This is when seasons start to change. So we just have to get through the next week or two and then... The fair shows up and it'll start raining <laughs> <laughs> every year. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Hey, it's how you know the fair is here is it's raining. That's right. how you know. That is, that is true. Um, yeah. And, and does, and the Texas state fair is in September, which now makes sense because that's when, or not September, October. That's yeah, when, like the beginning of October. Yeah. That's and then when, ours is like the middle of September. Gotcha. Cause that's what Red River rivalry shootout yeah whatever it's called this year with whoever wants to sponsor it yeah whatever technical term they're going with but hey football season's about to start yes which just puts us closer to nba basketball so i'm ready let's bring on the fall bonnie is ready for her thunder to return to action yeah in or whatever in whatever form they'll be yeah. But hey, you know, it, it'll be great. We get to see Westbrook play again with James Harden, who gets to play with Chris Paul. I'm sure the fans of Houston are going to love that melodrama. <laughs> oh, man. Yep, that'll be good. Yeah, as the Rockets turn. Um, what's the over-under? How many games in until Harden and Westbrook are literally fighting each other? Oh, 
I don't know. It's just some big egos that are both going to be in the same team. We'll just see what happens. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. We cannot wait. We will have that special edition of B Squared, your weekly basketball update. <laughs> and yes, the B stands for basketball. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Bonnie will be talking ball. So. That's <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we love it. Well, folks, another great edition of B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I'm Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will chat with you guys later. Bye.